All right. You know what it is. You know who it is. We're back. We got episode 20 of the fight cast. We got a bunch of news, a bunch of UFC news, a bunch of boxing news. Had got some big fights coming up this weekend for UFC. Uh, the heavyweights, we got Stipe and Nganu. And then we got some uh, review the boxing mat, uh, fights from this past week, weekend. And then we got some fights this weekend coming up and just some news we're going to talk about. So um, we'll break down this weekend's fights because it was probably the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, Kevin Holland fought Derek Brunson. I picked Kevin Holland. And this dude, I think he just broke under pressure. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the fight at all. I, I doubt you did. So he's known for talking. Like, he just talks. And he just continues to talk. And he's like, literally the entire fight, he just like talks. And it's, I, you know, it's funny when like you're winning, obviously. And like, you know, you, you just keep talking or whatever. But like, <coughs> he was like completely outmatched. And he had like one good hit early on. He dropped Brunson like in the first round. And then after that he slipped and he took down or he got taken down. So Brunson's a wrestler. He's like a high level grappler and Kevin Holland's a black belt as well, which didn't really show at all, which it was like really confusing. And uh, so he was talking the entire fight literally wasn't trying to get up from the ground. So he got taken down by Brunson. Brunson just, you know, like I said, he's a high level grappler. He's a bigger guy, like a stronger dude, got him on the ground and Holland didn't even try to get up literally for five rounds. He just stood on his back or he sat on his back and just uh, put a triangle, a body triangle. And essentially for jujitsu, like if you have somebody in a body triangle on your back, you're, you're telling them like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not going to try to hurt you. I'm not going to try to submit you. I'm not going to try to do anything because you can't really do anything when your feet are like clamped up and you have somebody in the triangle because you don't have any base to move. So he had that for like literally four straight rounds. I don't even know. He may have thrown like a total of 30 punches in the fight. I didn't look at the stats, but like it wasn't a lot of punches he got off that were like from standing. And he didn't he like ignored his corner he just went over to his corner at the end of the first round didn't listen to a word they said he was just trying to like talk to habib because he was sitting there with dana uh just like trying to show like just talk and show and talk and i don't know what he was expecting to happen um second round starts he got taken down right away third round starts he got taken down right away fourth round started he got taken down right away fifth round started and i don't remember specifically but i think it was like a couple minutes then he got taken down and then at the end of the fifth round, he literally asked Brunson to let him up. And he just like walked out of the, like walked off the cage. And he was like, I'm done. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He quit? He didn't like quit, but like the fight was about to be over. There was like 10 seconds left. Oh. And like, he was like, let me up, let me up. Like to Brunson and Brunson like actually let him up. And then he just like turned his back and kind of like walked the side of the cage and was like, just put his hand up like this. It was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. So I don't know what was going on with him. I don't know if, you know, if he just couldn't handle it or like handle the spotlight. Cause this was like his first main event, I believe. And this was his second time going into a five round fight. And I, I, I don't even like, I've never, it's like, he didn't even try. Like it just literally looked like he didn't want to be there. And all he was trying to do was just talk and be funny. And, you know, it was, it was funny. Cause like he was on his back and he, that's kind of what he was known for is he's getting hit. And he's, you know, he's still talking, he's still talking, he's still talking. And then this fight, he just kept talking, but did nothing outside of it. Like literally nothing. So I, you know, I don't know what's next for him. This was a big shot for him. And this, like, this could have been, and then he came out in an interview after the fight and he's like, I never said I wanted to be a champion. I just want to have fun. I was like, then why the fuck, like, why are you doing this? Like, what, what is the point of doing this? Like, if you're not going to, if you're not trying to be the best, like, are you just doing it? To, you enjoy getting like, literally he may just get enjoyed punching in the face. Like what, why else would you want to fight? So <laughs> I've just never heard anybody talk like that as a fighter. Yeah, it is. It is a, a little, a little strange um, yeah. because they, they, yeah, it tells me it's like, okay, you like fighting. You just don't like it enough to take it seriously. Yeah. And I almost feel like he knew he wasn't going to win that fight from the first round and he just, stop trying to like show or like i don't i don't know why else he would fight like literally it was the most 
bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life from a fight. Like literally he just, he didn't get damaged. He really didn't get hurt that bad. You know, he just got taken down and like, he just didn't try to get up. He didn't try to do anything from the ground and like no efforts. So it was, it was the weirdest thing. Um, but it was a loss. It was the weekend. The only fight I picked and he lost. It was just, I don't even know. Like it was just, uh, like I said, uh, he's, he's, I don't know what's going to happen next with him. Um, he based, probably lost his title chance because he was talking about Izzy and John Jones and saying he wants to go down to 170 now. So whatever. Uh, I'm kind of off the Holland train now after seeing that. That was just like a bad performance. I wasn't like on the Holland train, but like he, he was, I was starting to like him because he, he, you know, he had some good fights and he was, uh, he had like that, like it factor a lot. But like now I'm just like, I don't want to see that again because if that's how he's going to fight and like when things get hard for him, then like he's gonna, you know, because he's getting up towards those higher guys, and he's not just fighting dudes who like are one dimensional or on the lower level of the weight class. So you know, this was his chance to really step up. And I think if he won here, he would have easily had a, a argument at the title shot. Because right now, I think Izzy's fought everybody except for Darren Till uh, at middleweight. So he could have uh, stepped up and, and been that, but. Uh, or light heavyweight, I think, whatever the division is. Middleweight is a middle, I think it's middleweight. Um, but he could have been that like next name and he blew it. So, um, Brunson dominated him, he had a really good performance. He's now top five in the division. Um, he could be another fight that comes up for Izzy, uh, in the next couple uh, months, depending on what Izzy wants to do. I know he said he wants to fight Darren Till next, but if Darren Till loses and he's got a big fight next weekend against Martin Vittori, which is going to be free, which I can't wait to talk about. Cause, uh, that's going to be a fucking banger. Um, but yeah, so that's going to set up some stuff there. Um, so Brunson won, I was wrong. Uh, but Brunson's got some, he's got good thing. He's, he's a vet. So he's been around for a while and He's someone who kind of deserves that next shot. And I think he's going to get it soon, or he's at least going to get the opportunity to give himself a shot at the title. Um, news. There's a ton of news in the UFC. So Habib officially retired. That was it. He's done. Gave up the belt. And right after that, they announced Michael Chandler versus uh, Charles Oliveira for the title, which in my mind, absolutely confirms Dustin versus Connor three. Cause Dustin was the only dude realistically who had a right at the title. And if it was, if, if with the first fight, I think what was going on was Habib was looking to see if Connor would win and if he won and how he won would determine if Habib was going to come back and Connor lost Dustin won. He knocked him out. I know. I think Habib knows Dustin's not, a money fight and Habib himself is not a money fight. He is like the best fighter in the lightweight division, but he is not a money fight. And going into that, he saw that and really took the step back and was like, that's it. I really think Habib should have retired earlier if that was the case, because Dustin and Connor should have fought for the title there. But like I said, he didn't, he retired after. And now Chandler Oliveira is going to be for the title, which I don't know that Chandler necessarily deserves a shot at the title. Like, that quick because yeah. he just got into the UFC and you know uh what's his name Islam Habib's like brother or whatever you want to call him like the guy he trains with was right he was like he hasn't been tested in the UFC he's fought once and they ended in the first round so in two fights ago in Bellator he lost to a dude who you know wasn't that good so I think Chandler's good I think Chandler's gonna beat Oliveira but I also think that Chandler shouldn't have got this shot that soon. But to me, it just, like I said, all but confirms Dustin versus Connor three. Uh, so hopefully that's going to happen in June or July. And then I think whoever wins of this trilogy match between Connor and Dustin is going to get Michael Chandler for the belt uh, for his, or Chandler Oliveira, whoever wins. I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be Chandler, but um, you know, of that fight, you know, it's just with that, like I said, there's, Habib officially retired, so the belt's open. It's free. There's going to be a new champion. It's going to be between Chandler and Oliveira. Um, you know, and then it's going to be Connor or Dustin versus Chandler or Oliveira, and that's like the final four, essentially. Um, Gaethje, you know, he might have a chance as well, depending on what happens. But, you know, I see this coming as, like I said, it's going to be Chandler, Oliveira, Dustin, Connor, and then those the winners of those two now because 
the beef between Connor and Dustin, or, you know, quote unquote beef, the third fight will be finished and they'll be able to say like, you know, who's won that match. Uh, we'll just get the title shot and I'm sure they're hoping it's Connor. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Connor. I don't know if he's going to, you know, be ready for that. A lot of people have been talking about Connor recently as well. And Eddie Alvarez came out and was talking about him saying that, you know, basically it's, 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 it's hard to be ready to fight when you have that much money. So, um, if he wants it though, like they're giving him that chance. If he wants it and he's ready, I think that, you know, this is, this is an opportunity to really take the lightweight division back. Um, cause I don't know that he can beat Chandler, but I know it'd be a damn good fight. Um, and I'm excited to see that if that would be the case. So, um, other news we got, uh, I love Cody Garbrandt. Uh, this dude fucking just is a bomber. He just, I, I hate the way he fights, but I like him like watching him cause he's exciting. Dude just yeah. literally like throws his hands down and just goes, whoop, 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 <laughs> and just throws hooks, endless hooks. Half of the time he gets knocked out and dropped. The other half he fucking has, uh, you know, sports center top 10 knockouts. So he's fighting Rob Font, who's, uh, I believe, ranked ahead of him. I believe Rob Font's four and Cody Garbrandt's five. So that's going to be a, a good fight. And I think if Cody wins this fight, um, he'll get a shot at the title or he's going to fight Aldo next. Um, which I think would, I wish Aldo, I want him to fight Aldo because I think that would be such a good fight. Um, I think Garbrandt's one of like the, the problem is if he was a little bit cleaner, I think he'd be a way better fighter and he's not. So he ends up losing a decent amount of times because he gets fucking caught. Like if, yeah. you, if you ever watched the dude, yeah. Watch him? yeah, like he just fucking swings for the fences when he gets like, when he gets in trouble and like it's literally 50 percent of the time like he'll connect and the other 50 percent he gets fucking dropped on his face yeah he's just reckless yeah um so that's going to be a good fight that i'm excited for and then the last fight uh that's going to be super good and i'm super excited for is Corey sandhagen versus tj dillashaw so dillashaw is going to be coming back for his first fight against sandhagen and sandhagen's been like the dude who's on like fire lately um and this is going to be Dillashaw's first fight back since he got popped for uh, steroids and he's coming off his suspension. So we're going to see what Dillashaw looks like there. I think he's going to get fucking destroyed because I think Sandhagen's just like that much better than him. But I'm definitely excited for that as well. Um, but yeah, that's all the UFC news. I'm sure there's some I'm missing. Um, I know last week we talked about uh, Usman and... Uh, Masvidal. Masvidal, yeah. Usman and Masvidal. Um, that's going to be in Florida and then uh, full arena. So that'll be cool to see back. But yeah, um, this weekend, we got the big heavyweights. We got Miocic. We got uh, Nganu. It's going to be a fucking, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple good fights on here. A couple people I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Sean O'Malley's fighting back, and I'm going to break that down in a second. Tyrone Woodley's fighting again. And then we got the main event of Stipe and Nganu. I'll start at the bottom. Um O'Malley's fighting Thomas Almeida. I really like O'Malley. Uh, I think he's got a lot of skills to be like a champion. I think he will be a champion. And I think, you know, his last fight he lost because he did something to his ankle in the middle of the fight. And he broke, I think he broke his ankle or broke his foot and he couldn't put any pressure on it. And he ended up getting hit and that was it. Like he, there was just nothing he could have done. So he lost and he's been going around because the guy he, the guy he fought was Cheeto Vera. And then Cheeto Vera was like, yo, I, I earned that win. I got that win. Then he ended up fighting Aldo and getting, you know, uh, destroyed. So it was just kind of like a, a fluke, which I thought was a fluke essentially. And he was getting upset because he was getting disrespected and people were saying like, he didn't actually beat O'Malley and O'Malley was like, I'm still undefeated, which, you know, he lost, which is whatever. But like, he's like, I'm still undefeated. I, I still haven't lost. Like that was bullshit. I broke my foot or whatever. Um, but O'Malley's coming back. I think he's, I think he's going to pull it out here. I, I, like I said, I think he's got everything that you want in a fighter. Uh, Skill-wise, he's one of the better strikers in uh, the UFC. He's got kicks. He's got movement. I know he's a decent, uh, he's, you know, an above-average grappler. So for him, you know, it's just, is he going to be healthy? Like, is he going to break his foot again? And like, I, you know, that's not really something you can control, especially in the UFC um it's just trying to keep track of it and keep it as safe as possible while you're in the ring um i'm gonna go with a second round i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go with a first round knockout i think o'malley's gonna come back in style uh, i think he's gonna be you know he's gonna be pushing to prove that like his last fight was a fluke and that he's still 
he's still there. Um, Cause I think that had he won his last fight, this looks a little bit different than who he's fighting right now. I think coming back, he's looking to kind of take this as I wouldn't say like a warm up fight, but just something to show like, all right, I'm here and I'm back and I'm ready. So I think he's going to win. Um, next fight, we got Tyron Woodley versus Vince Vicente Luke. Uh, so Woodley is a former champion and he is someone who has been underperforming as of late. So <laughs> there's a funny stat, but he, he made a rap song in like 2018 called like nobody can beat me or like I'm the goat. And he hasn't won around since. He went out that <laughs> so he, uh, I mean, he's fought some of like the, the top fighters in his division during that time, but literally has not won a single round since he came out with that song. And I'm pretty sure it's 2018. He came out with it. Um, he's fought Kamaru Usman, who's the champion right now. He fought Colby Covington. He fought Gilbert Burns, who, you know, are essentially in the welterweight division or one, two, and three. So for him though, coming off of three straight losses and, you know, having some lackluster performances in the past right now, this could be like, this is a tough spot for him. And I, I feel like he has to win here because this is a guy he should beat. And I don't know what's going to happen if he doesn't come back. Cause he's, he's looked like a dude who doesn't want to be in the ring uh, or in the octagon a couple times in his last few fights. He's been just kind of going through the motions. And again, he's been one of the, he's one of those dudes who's got everything you want. He's quick. He's strong. He looks the part he can punch, he can grapple. And he just doesn't, when he goes out there, he's, he's, he's like, a, he's like Broner in a sense, his last few fights where he's, he doesn't throw his punches. He doesn't move. He just kind of like sits there and waits for something to happen, but then nothing happens. So for me, seeing Woodley fight now, uh, it's weird in this position because he was a champion two years ago, but he needs to perform here. And I think he needs to do it spectacularly or else his time in the UFC might be up. Um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking he's going to pull this out just because of the nature of what it is. And the, I think he knows where he needs to be at. And I think he knows what he needs to do. Otherwise he's going to get taken out of the UFC. So I'm going to go with a second round TKO. Um, Cause I think he wants to stay in the UFC. I'm guessing. I mean, if I was him, I'd want to stay in the UFC. Then we got the big, big fight. We got Stipe Miocis, Francis Ngannou. Uh, so these guys fought three years ago and Francis Ngannou, are you familiar with Ngannou at all? Yeah. yeah. So, dude's just a fucking savage. He's just a brick house. Looks the part. He's chiseled. Stipe Miocis is a, just the opposite of that. He's just, uh, you know, your average looking dude, you know, he, he's a firefighter when he's not fighting like an active firefighter. He's not jacked. He's just a good fighter. He's just a great wrestler, a great puncher. And he, uh, his last three fights, I think he's defended this belt against Cormier and Ngannou. So let me just double check that. Yeah. Cormier in 2020, Cormier in 2019, and then Ngannou in uh yeah 2018 so he won the last fight convincingly the last fight Nganu was on the rise he had some crazy knockouts he was like that dude everyone's you know he's he's one of those guys like Derek Lewis you know if he gets his hands on you like you're gonna go to sleep and you have to avoid that single shot but when he came into that fight against Stipe the first time um, he relied on that way too much and he was just looking for that shot. And then the first round Stipe got him on the ground and he looked totally lost. I've never like, he looked like he wasn't even supposed to be in the octagon. He was just on the ground. He, the first, uh, I, I rewatched the fight last week and the first round he got up to the cage, he was mouth breathing hands on the cage. He just looked like someone like, you know, I don't even like, it looks like someone like put a gun to his head and almost killed him. And he was just like contemplating the rest of his life. And for the, for the rest of the five rounds, the fact that he hung on for the five rounds into the decision was amazing because he got hit. Like, he's got a fucking chin on him. But he was totally, 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 totally outmatched in that first fight. Now, the thing that amazes me is he's the favorite now in this fight, and he was the favorite then in that fight. I don't think Stipe's actually been a favorite in any of his last, like, three or four fights, and he's won all of them. So... 
he's Steve is, you know, he's getting up there as like one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So this fight has some good implications. And, and this one is not only big because of the fight itself, but like what it can lead to. So we got Stipe and Ganu. And what I think is going to happen here, I, I, you know, there's a lot of talk of Ngannou's ground game improving, um, his wrestling defense improving. And then obviously he's just a fucking beast. And like he can hit you and you're going to go to sleep. I think my heart tells me, everything tells me that Stipe is going to, going to win. And he's going to do it again, and he's going to beat him. But I feel like Nganu is going to do something or just catch him. And, like, Stipe's three years older now. And when he did fight three years ago, he got caught a couple times, and he still stood. Like, he was still standing there, and he got wobbled, like, once or twice. And, you know, I don't want to say that three years is going to, like, make the difference between getting knocked out. But, like, when you've gone three years, you've had extra fights, you've had extra mileage, and he's been in some – you know, he got knocked out against Cormier and then he got, you know, two pretty hard fights against Cormier where he got hit a couple times, you know, does that play enough in the fact that when he gets hit this time, you know, that he's going to stay standing again, he's better. He's a better overall fighter as of right now, because I think that Nganu in the last three fights he's had, he's only been in the ring for, uh, I think like a, a total of like three minutes over like two two years because he's knocked them both out in the first round so it's like you know where has he actually gotten better and we haven't seen it you know we haven't seen anything to test him or prove otherwise everything in my heart tells me stipe is gonna win but like i still have that that thing in the back of my head it's like francis can catch him i'm gonna go with stipe i think stipe is gonna pull this out and i think it's gonna be the last hurrah for me, I'd rather see Nganu win, if I'm being honest, because I think Nganu versus John Jones is way more interesting. Um, because I think Stipe would get fucking murked by John Jones, honestly. Uh, and I think that the, and that's what the interesting part of this fight is, is like whoever wins this is fighting John Jones. That's gonna be the next fight. So whoever wins this on on Saturday night, immediately I I, I would assume is gonna be set up with John Jones for a fight down the line. And I think that John Jones is gonna you know, I'd, I'd 100% rather see Stipe or uh, Nganu versus John Jones, like I said, but I think Stipe is going to win. I think he's going to do it the same way. I think he's just going to wear Nganu out. And I think he's going to, you know, honestly, I think he's going to probably win by decision. I think it'll be another decision. Uh, but I would not be surprised if he got caught and knocked out, just putting it out there. Um, but yeah, so review on those. We got. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, I think he's going to win second round or first round KO. Woodley, I think, is going to win with a second round TKO. And then I think Miocic is going to win by decision. Another five round battle. And then uh, I think he's off to fight John Jones. So, um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of news this week, a lot of good stuff coming up. We got Chandler Oliveira, we got Garbrandt versus Font, uh, Sandhagen, Dillashaw. And then next week, we got some, you know, another couple big fights. We got Vittori and Till, which I'm excited for. And then we got Whitaker Gaslin the weekend after that. And then we got Usman Masvidal. So there's a ton of UFC coming up. That's going to be like the heart of the year. That's going to set up the rest of the year, which is going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, getting to boxing. Yeah, man. All right. So we got uh, Povetkin versus White 2. We got some other news we'll talk about. We'll, we, uh, we're reviewing Virgil Ortiz Jr., uh, Better Biev, and then Okoli and Lavaki. Which you yeah, three and zero on the weekend, right? No, no, uh, I, I think I, I picked a Lovaki to beat Akoli. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you picked. Um, because Akoli's got like a weird flailing style about him, and I thought he was going to get caught. But Akoli's power just ended up being too much. I mean, he was anytime he touched Glovai, he was fucking moving back three feet, wobbling him. So it just ended up being too much. Uh, they're cruiserweights. Um, I don't uh, – it, it, that was for some minor belt. Um, so now Okoli is like, you know, a contender. I, I don't know that he's a serious threat to um, – any of the top level guys in cruiserweight. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I think I think Usyk still holds at least one of the belts, maybe two of the belts at cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, he hasn't vacated him. Um, I, he, so if it came down to it, Okoli is not – he's not a threat to Usyk. So. He, didn't, he didn't impress me. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, he'll be a name to watch because he's got power, but he's he's all over the place with his – with his shots, with his defense, he's yeah. not, he's just not very polished. You know, it's that it's not really pretty to watch. I mean, for someone that's looking for a good boxer, you want to see knockouts, you know, he'll probably knock out some guys, you know, he's got a lot of power. Uh, so, so it wasn't, it was an ugly fight to watch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the whole, the whole weekend was weird, man. Like, um, I'll go over the better be a fight first. Um, Pretty much what anybody expected. Uh, better be just <laughs> fucking knocking this guy around the ring. Um, but the dude took shots from Better Beef way better than anyone could have anticipated. Mm-hmm. And Better Beef looked like he's been out of the ring for a while, for almost two years, um, or a little over a year. I can't remember exactly how long it's been. But he he was off balance quite often. Um, shots like his throws or. No, he'd like his entire body, like he would throw a shot and his feet would like get crisscross or he'd get out of position and then like have to cover up and like regain his balance, like reset. It's a really odd thing to see mm-hmm. uh, for someone at his level. Um, he got hit a lot. I mean, it's, he always gets hit a lot, but the hits look different this time. It looked like, I don't know, man. It just, it looked it looked kind of like like age caught up to better be like very quickly and suddenly. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it looked like to me. Um, his power is still there because I mean he's how old is it? Turning it, I think he's thirty four. Okay. Um, so he's not he's not old. Yeah. Um, and saying that you know don't quote me on that. Maybe he's not thirty four, but he's he is he's over thirty. I know that. Um, a quick Google search can't fix. Yeah, fucking Google, man. Uh, but his power is still there because I mean he 36. was touching. The back. He's thirty six. Yeah. yeah. So so, may, so maybe uh, you know his age caught up with him like real quick. I don't know, but power is still there. I mean he was touching the guy with like really like pity what looked like pity pet bullshit shots, and that guy was he was moving that guy all over the ring. So the power is definitely still there, but he he's, his feet didn't look there and his defense was not there. So it was, and it's something to look for coming forward. Like I saw the reaction to the fight from everywhere. It was like, Oh, you know, better be if knocks a dude out remains a boogeyman. I, I don't know if I would still consider him a boogeyman. He looked very flawed mm. in that fight. Very flawed. Uh, so that's something to, to keep an eye out for. Um, he still beats Jake Paul. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think this dude could stare at Jake Paul into a coma. All right. Actually, I do want to talk about. We'll go ahead. Well, I want to talk about some. Of, there's some news on that too. But go ahead. Um. So the uh, the rising star Virgil Ortiz Jr. Uh, the guy is an absolute animal. Um. And we were talking about his boxing, his technique getting better. That that was starting to catch up with his physical abilities, which is his just unreal power for a guy at 147. He's unreal power. Um, we saw in this fight against Hooker, a guy who was tall and long, got a little bit of power himself. Hooker touched Ortiz up. I mean, he was hitting him. I don't, he, he might've missed three jabs the entire fight. I mean, he caught up with just about every fucking jab he threw and it looked like every single time that Ortiz got caught with a jab, a stiff one, he would just jump in and start throwing power shots, mm-hmm. which it contradicts what I said about him becoming a better boxer. Yeah, um, He was not staying calm. Not, and, and Ortiz was throwing a beautiful jab, beautiful jab, the whole fight. But he was not, he was not staying calm and staying behind his jab when he should have. He would get caught with a jab and immediately jump in for the attack, oftentimes throwing a hook that caught nothing and almost spun him completely around because he put so much behind it. Um, and Hooker was taking shots better than anyone could have anticipated. I mean, he was getting caught with clean ones yeah. from Ortiz and was just eating them, man. He got he got knocked down once, um, and then he got knocked down the time that 
you know, ended the fight, which I think was in the 10th round. Um, it looked like he injured his hand. Um, but so what happened was Ortiz caught him with a body shot mm-hmm. uh, just before that. Then Hooker threw a straight right while Ortiz was coming in, hit him on the forehead and immediately turned around and took a knee um, and said that he, you know, he hurt his hand, which is uh, very likely. But I think that because the one thing Ortiz was doing the, the entire fight, landing beautiful body shots, heavy, heavy body shots. And I'm, I'm sure that it took a toll on Hooker. And I think, so I think it was a combination of just an accumulation of body shots and him hurting his hand a little bit it made Hooker uh, take the knee and he wasn't able to continue. Um, but it was just odd, man. It was odd seeing Ortiz land those clean shots, Hooker being able to take them and Ortiz just not staying calm, you know, becoming more experienced, but still not being able to take that hit without just jumping into the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, when, and again, it's not like he wasn't, doesn't have the ability to. He was boxing great when he chose to. Beautiful jab, but you could see, man, like he was letting his emotions get the best of him a little bit. He, How old is he? He's still only 22. Yeah, so he's got time. They, I mean, he was a they, the hooker would catch him with those jabs, man, and you could see it bothered him. And, then, you know, Ortiz's face was fucked up, all beat up and red, mostly from jabs. Yeah. Um, but you can see he got caught with one. He would jump right in. Um, so it was, a, it was a weird, it was a weird weekend. Um, but you know, I went, I went two and one with my picks. I don't feel the better be of one. I feel really weird. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see his next, his next fight because he looked, he looked off. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he did not look like the solid, like the fucking Terminator that I expected to see. He, he looked a little off. So what's, what's like possibly next in line for him? Like what is like some of his options? I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. They, they were talking about, uh, shit. Who are they talking about? Um, oh, they were talking about, it, uh, Canelo being a possible opponent for him. Um, and I could definitely, like after seeing that fight, I could definitely see Canelo taking that fight the way that better be have looked. I mean, Canelo's not winning that fight, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. Um, now, Canelo could probably almost certainly do enough to, to stay away from better be his power, the whole, especially how his feet looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was like, he had a hard time moving around. Like, dude, that dude, I said before last week, that I don't know anything about that dude, Adam Dynas. Yeah. That, kid, that dude was a really solid boxer, moved really well through some really nice shots. Um, and I, he was a solid pawn. I think that that bothered um, better be even in terms of uh, uh, the footwork too, like mm-hmm. the foot placement. Um, but him being a boxer and, and being able to move like that, land shots and get get out of trouble. I mean that that's what Canelo does. So I think Canelo could just box the shit out of better be right now. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean that, that's possible. But again, I think Canelo's plan for this year is to become undisputed at super middleweight. Yeah. Um, so, so possibly at the end of the year, maybe, maybe that's something we see him early next year. Maybe uh, what he doesn't, what better be of does in the meantime, I, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of names there that are exciting to think about. Yeah. It could have just been ring rust that he like was just getting used to, I guess, but it could, could have, but I mean, t- to me, it looked like, it looked like, um, a misfire between brain and body. Yeah. You know what I mean, it just—it looked like it, it just wasn't there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it too. Um, I saw the highlights, but I didn't watch the actual fight itself. So I'll have to go back and watch and see because uh, yeah. I've watched everything I've watched of him from what you've told me, and then I've seen is he's just been fucking killer. Yeah, <laughs> just just a machine again. Like even it, his footwork and everything. Like he just knows where to be to to land the shots that he wants to land. And and, and this fight, he. It looked like he couldn't get there. He couldn't yeah. get where he wanted to be. Yeah. Oh. It happens with age. You get older. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, and then boxing news. We got or we actually got the fights this weekend. So we got yeah, yeah, let's get yeah. So this weekend, um, only one one big fight, heavyweights, uh, Povetkin and White, their second fight, the rematch. They just fought in I I think December. Um where it was an exciting fight. I think White knocked Pavetkin down two or three times before 
Pavek and hit him with with that uppercut that no one is ever going to forget. A beautiful, beautiful uh, white through. Uh, it was like an overhand right. Pavekin slipped and stepped to his left, came underneath White's arm with just the even more vicious of an uppercut than the one that Davis threw against Santa Cruz. And just he <laughs> he hit White and White like not only did his his head go up, his head went his like chin went up in the air, but then like right after, like his body just went in the shock and his shoulders followed his head up and he went stiff and just fell straight back. It, it was it was brutal, dude. Um so uh, this is the rematch. Um, I expect more of the same. Uh, they're gonna slug it out with these two guys. It's like who knows, man. Either of them can knock the other guy out. But I think that Pavekin has just a little more technical skill and a little more power. So I'm just gonna put my money on Pavekin winning another, uh, winning the rematch by knockout. I'm going to say, I'm going to say fifth round, fifth round knockout for Pavekin. Okay. I was, just watching, I was just watching the knockout. It was filthy. Fucking dropped him. He, uh, if you ever, if you have YouTube, you already have uh, your computer out, go on YouTube, type in Pavekin versus white KO. Yeah. Fifth round. That, uh, he literally went flying back. He knocked. Was it the fifth him. round? Was it the fifth yeah, round? Fifth round? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going, yeah, another fifth-round knockout. All right. Well, we got that. We got the fifth-round knockout. Um, then – uh, So that's, the, that's the, the one big fight this weekend. Yeah. Uh, then we got uh, some uh, bloodlines working here. We got the great Kostya Zhu, um, who's a great welterweight champ, um, probably his most famous fight. Uh, well, so we got a little connection here. So – Probably his most famous fight is him knocking out Zab Judah and Zab Judah walking around the ring looking drunk as fuck and then trying to beat up the ref. Which, <laughs> by the way, the ref who was like, you know, four feet taller than him. So that looked funny. Um, but yeah, Zab Judah walking around punch drunk because Kostya Zhu hit him with like the perfect fucking cross. Um, his son, Tim Zhu, is fighting uh, this weekend. Um and I believe he, I believe he fights at middleweight. I've seen him fight a couple times. He's actually a pretty good fighter. Um, I, I think he's going to be a name to look out for, you know, in the next like, you know, two years or so. Um, I have no idea who he's fighting. Some Australian dude, they're fighting in Australia. Um, mm -hmm. You know, probably, again, probably a tomato can build up his re resume. Um, but if you can find out how to watch the fight, check it out. He is a good fighter. Um, he's got a strong bloodline. The connection is, uh, Ricky Hatton's son, Campbell Hatton, I think this is his pro debut or his second fight. He's actually on the undercard of the Pavekin white fight. Okay. Um, but one of Kostya Zhu's other um, most famous fights is his fight against Ricky Hatton, where Ricky Hatton uh, knocked him out with a tremendous fucking body shot. Uh, so those two guys in a great fight back in the day, their sons are fighting on the same weekend. Um have no fucking clue if Campbell Hatton can fight or not. Um, usually in these cases, um, when you have a great fighter who's made a lot of money in their career and their sons go on to do it, usually doesn't work out well. So I think that's how it is. With like like everyone knows uh, you don't fight well when you're not hungry. Okay. Poor people make the best boxers because they're angry and hungry and they, they want it more. Okay. People who already have money, they're like, oh, yeah, fighting's in my blood. And they're like, oh, I'll just do it. And it usually doesn't work out well. You know, maybe, maybe he does have some talent, right? Maybe it takes him so far. Have no fucking idea. Um, but he is signed to Matchroom. Eddie Hearns is promoter. Um, it's got to be something, right? I, I mean, look, it could be just it's Ricky Hatton's son. You know, <laughs> do me a favor. So, sign my son. You know, Eddie Hearn is the English. Ricky Hatton's English. He's famous. Yeah, yeah, we'll sign your son. I don't know, but we'll see. I'll be, I'd be, you know, I have no idea if that's even going to make the telecast, the, the, the make it on TV. Cause it's, there's like, what's it on? Cards. Um, it's on Dazen or Dazone? Um, let me see. Let me double check. I think, I think it is on Dazone. I always call it Dazen. Yeah. Why do you do that? 
Yeah, it's on the zone. D A Z N. <laughs> so there's one, two, three, four, five undercards. And usually that you only see like three undercards before. So I don't even know if Campbell Hands will make it on there. I'm assuming though, again, because it's Ricky Hatton's son, they'll probably make it a point to, to make sure that it's shown. Yeah. I feel like that's uh, a decent talking point. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very I'm interested to see it. I'm yeah. interested to see it because um I've seen um clips of I, I actually saw some clips of uh Campbell um in amateur fights and I've seen a bunch of footage of him hitting the mitts in the bag. Um looks like he has a totally different style from Ricky Hatton. He's taller and leaner than Ricky was when he fought. So um I I'm interested. Interested to see how it works out. Um, like I said, I've already saw Kasha Zeus and Tim Zeus. Actually, he's a good fighter. They've mm-hmm. seen him fight. He's got it. Um, so we'll see about uh, Ricky Hatton's kid there. Uh, be cool to see, you know. I'm always down to see the uh, – I always I, I always love to see the kid be as good or if not better than the dad. Yeah. But it, hey, it, it doesn't have to work out. So, yeah. Um, other boxing news, Javante uh, Davis. Possibly going to jail. I don't know what's going on there. Prison. Prison. Jail. Prison. Yeah. Prison. Prison. He got indicted on 14 counts of. Maybe going up north. north. Yeah. Up north, uh, like Mob Deep would say. Yeah. For a hit and run that happened in Baltimore. So I hope not because I want to see him fight. But if so, uh, he's uh, he probably won't be fighting for a while. Just put it that way. Or ever again. So yeah. His um, uh, super featherweight belt will be uh up for grabs or was it no junior lightweight i'm sorry junior's junior lightweight belt so, we'll see uh, hopefully that gets figured out soon or they figure something out i'm sure i'm i feel like i've heard that a bunch of times with boxers and they usually don't go to jail so he'll figure something out or go to prison hey, but hey seven and a half years right um that means tank will only be 33 Oh, yeah, I guess he's only. <laughs> he will only be thirty. There's a possibility we can still see him fight. To the rematch. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years down the line, when they're both ready. Possibly, hey man, they're young. You know, he could, you, you he could practice know. in prison. He could just fight some guys in prison, spar. Yeah. So, like uh, Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins came out of prison, and fucking fucked everybody up for a long time. So he's probably angry. So, yeah. Um, we got Lomachenko news versus Nakatani. You said. Yes, Lomachenko. They're they're eyeing uh, Nakatani for a uh, J- July fight. Um, and listen, this this let's, let's take a moment and talk about this because this is the type of shit that we've seen from Lomachenko since we found out about him. Right? This dude doesn't shy away from any fucking challenge. Right? Mm-hmm. Nakatani is a hard, hard fight, especially coming off a loss. Us. Especially, especially coming off a loss and being out of the ring at that point, it'll be for what eight, eight months or so, eight, nine months. Um, but Nakatani is like seven inches taller than Lomachenko, and <laughs> we saw like if anyone like before the Lomachenko Lopez fight, I actually used the Nakatani Lopez fight to break down why I thought Lopez was going to lose because of the way that his Lopez's lack of uh efficient use of the shoulder roll um but uh lopez had a very very tough time with nakatani because of the range and nakatani's a tough dude (laughs) nakatani he can take a shot man it's it's so weird the guy's been knocked down like forty-seven thousand times in his career but i mean then lopez like just rocks the dude and he just eats it it's so (laughs) so weird man doesn't make any sense but it's it's a tough fight. It's going to be a very tough fight because Lomachenko is a very small dude, mm. um, and he's got very short arms, which means he's going to have to do a lot of work just to get in range to land shots. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it's going to be such a tough fight and Lomachenko, the, the camp knows it's going to be a tough fight, just shows you what kind of guy Lomachenko is. So anyone that says, like again, like he's washed up, he ain't nothing, he's a, a fake champion, he's overrated – they, they can fucking suck a dick, man, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. This dude is a real fucking fighter. This is a this is a real tough fight. Oh, these are the fighters that you, you pay attention to. These are the ones yeah. that give a shit yeah, about their record. They, this is this is something to to to, to respect. Like this yeah. is a very, very tough fight for Lomachenko. Uh I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see him back. Yeah. He's 
it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, even in a loss against Lopez, the way that Lomachenko moves inside the ring and the way that he you could see him like you know analyzing the situation. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, you know, much like Canelo, it's it's a just a wonderful thing to watch um, yeah. them guys in the ring. So it's good to see, have them back. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that this is the type of fighter that you want to pay attention to, not these other fake boys who are just trying to fight anybody just to yeah. get in. Yeah, you don't. You, yeah, you don't see Lomachenko out there on fucking Twitter talking about yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that. Yeah, you like, look, we haven't fucking heard a thing from him since yeah. the Lopez loss, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm fighting the toughest guy that I get that would possibly accept a fight from me. Yeah. We don't hear shit from him. He just does it, yep. which is a great, great attribute to have as a fighter. Support fighters like that on this podcast. That's yeah. all we do. <laughs> um, other news, we got Shakur Stevenson, June 12th, right? Yes. He's he's back. Um, he's going to be headlining on ESPN. Um, if he wins, which he should, um, he's in talks to face the winner of the Carl Frampton, Jamel Herring fight that's coming up next month next month i think um which i fully expect stevenson to win um so that means that we should have um stevenson fighting for that belt against whichever opponent it is in the fall cool. which is great so yeah. love steve shakur stevenson do his work yeah. um yeah i mean the last two things Ended off with the bullshit, but uh been some like videos of Ben Askren rolling around boxing. Um, hasn't looked terrible, but hasn't looked good at all. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here, but that fight's coming up fast. I think that's in two weeks or three weeks. I think it's the beginning of April. Um, yeah, I know, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, then I, I honestly don't like, I keep getting sucked into conversations about it, but yeah. I can tell you that I, like, as soon as the conversations are over, like I, I literally have no fucking mind. I'm completely indifferent. Just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, the last thing there's, uh, I, I shouldn't even give a credit, but there's a TikToker who's fighting now, who's getting guaranteed five million dollars to fight another TikToker. His name is Bryce Hall. He's uh, just a little fucking punk from California. He's like a rich boy from California who's a who's a TikToker and. Uh, part of like these TikTok houses and whatever. Um, he's setting up a fight with another YouTuber and he's guaranteeing, he's getting guaranteed $5 million. From who? Who's I don't know. I don't know. I think it's from the other guy, but whatever it is. But these guys are fighting and making these nonsense fights and uh, it's just, it's crazy. Um, so I'm hoping Jake Paul loses, um, but I know he's not going to. And hopefully this ends soon. Hopefully someone it's terrible. Jake Paul is he's gonna fucking destroy Ben Askin because yeah. Ben Askin because his I mean I it just I can't, we don't even we don't even have to it's just I can't believe that someone that has actually been fighting as long as Ben Askin has is so terrible at throwing the punch yeah, like that's bad. that's amazing he's it's bad. amazing that you haven't learned at this point in your life how to throw a fucking punch it's bad. I mean fuck off man go do do something else with your life whatever happens it's gonna be bad but it's coming up soon um, yeah like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Jake Paul's gonna throw a one-two. Okay, he's gonna throw a jab and an overhand right, and he's gonna step into the overhand right. And he's gonna look at the ground. And he's gonna land one of them. And he's gonna put fucking Ben Askren to sleep. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then people are gonna be like, "Oh, look, Jake Paul can actually box." And then I gotta go on the, the, the fucking internet. I gotta go on YouTube and uh, yell at fucking millennial white kids <laughs> who have face tattoos that don't mean anything uh, about how he's not a good boxer. And then they're they're gonna bring it. Like some, I was arguing with someone the other day, and he was like. I was like, yeah, Jake Paul can't box. Like, yeah, maybe he, I was like, there's, there's a difference between fighting boxing and boxing people who don't like, box. Boxing is a very specific discipline. Jake Paul can't box. It's like, yeah, he's an okay fighter. He can, he's in there fighting with other grown men and he's yeah. beating them. So he can fight a little bit. Okay. But he can't box. Like this, he's completely fucking like out of whack. Like yeah. when it comes to boxing. Yeah. Um, and then some guys like, uh, how would you fare against Ulysses Diaz, who's a bare knuckle boxing guy? Yeah. And I went and saw this guy. I was like, this guy's fucking terrible. He wouldn't hit me. So now <laughs> I'm in here fucking talking about some bare knuckle, me and some bare knuckle boxing fucking weirdo um, <laughs> getting into a fight because I, I, I got to tell all these little white suburban kids that their hero can't box. You know what I mean? Hilarious. Just make it all go away. Make it go away. It right? will. It will make soon. It I promise it will. 
Um, other news, I guess I'll say last thing, Tyson and Holyfield may be happening. Uh, I know that I saw some news the other day that Tyson turned it down for 25 million. And then I saw something else that he uh, came back and said it was good to go. So apparently it's supposed to be in Florida as well. Um, hopefully keep up with the news on that. I'd love to see that. I think it would just be like a cool thing. I don't, I mean, I don't know how either of them would look, but, um, maybe Tyson will bite his ear off again. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I can tell you this from what I've seen of Holyfield training and what we saw out of Tyson against Roy Jones. Mm -hmm. I think Holyfield might die on the way into the ring. (laughs) Holyfield did not look good at it. Like I did. Like, I I think it's a money. I think it's a money grab. I think it's a, he just needs some money. I I saw saw Holyfield jump roping and then him hitting the bag Dude, the way he was hitting the bag. Like, if Tyson goes in and he looks anything like he did against Roy Jones, he'll fucking murder Holyfield. Yeah. So we'll see what I happens. I think there's what? I hope he does too. Holyfield. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But just to recap, we got uh, Miocic and Ghana this weekend, Woodley, Luke, and then O'Malley and Almeida. I'm going out O'Malley, second round TKO, uh, or first round TKO, or knockout. I keep saying that. Woodley, second round TKO. And then I'm going to go Miocic by decision. Um, and then we got Povetkin versus White, two. Jake's going fifth round KO, just like the first fight. And then just the news we went over. So let us know what you guys think. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Let's, let us know your uh, thoughts and comments over the last couple of weeks and what you're looking forward to for fights coming up. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. And, and oh. real quick, real quick. I think uh, if anybody has um, a, a sort of obscure fighting event from around the world that they want us to take a look at yeah, yeah. and analyze, I say throw it out there. Yeah. You know, if there's some like a uh, weird Muay Thai fight, you know, somewhere that someone knows about and wants us to take a look at it and and and, and analyze it and, and talk about it, throw it out there. Man. Yeah, let us know. I, I, I love watching Muay Thai stuff. Farmers stuff. down there in Tennessee, fucking yeah. the overalls fighting. Yeah, let's check it out. Man. Video videotape it and break it down. Yeah, bring it. I'll just start making hobos fight down here and then just videotape it and bring it. Out again. Oh man! All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hey.